Spring football is now just about upon us with the black and gold game officially having its date, plus another blowout loss for the Missouri men's basketball team. And a very important question here, is it time to cancel the Missouri Waltz? Well, all this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this your first listen and thanks to betonline.net which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. You know what? We're going to start today on the gridiron because guess what? I've almost had just about enough of basketball at this point. I don't know about you. Still maybe my favorite sport. But you know what? Let, let's start with some happy news. Let's go to the gridiron where Missouri has announced, finally, kind of took a while, but we've got a date for the spring game, so mark it down on your calendars. Saturday, March 19th, for the black and gold game. Now, no actual kickoff time has been announced yet, but you can probably assume the traditional 1 o'clock kickoff is a, is a decent bet, but sometime in the afternoon, right? Missouri's never had a, a night spring game, to my knowledge, although eh, maybe that would be kind of cool. Maybe that's something to try a little bit of novelty there. A night spring game, a spring game under the lights, I don't know, could be a little different, maybe a little bit more of a party atmosphere or something like that on a Saturday night. Just a thought, just, just uh, spitballing here out loud. But since we just got some official Missouri news on the spring game, well, ironically, a lot more unofficial news still out there. We talked yesterday about how Missouri, it appears that Blake 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 Baker, excuse me, is going to be promoted to be co-defensive coordinator with DJ Smith, who is of course the linebackers coach for Missouri. Sounds like he's going to get a promotion as well. Although none of this has been confirmed by Missouri yet. On the other hand, you've also got the national reporter Pete Thamel out there saying that sources say Missouri also working very much toward a deal with Troy cornerbacks coach Al Pogue to be, well, Missouri's cornerbacks coach as well. Again, deal not yet complete according to Thamel, but apparently a guy who worked with Drinkwitz at Auburn in 2011, also previously with West Virginia. Sounds like he and Drinkwitz might be reuniting at Missouri. So once again, Drinkwitz going to the Auburn well. A lot of guys that he spent time with from that 2011 period of Auburn, right around that national championship experience for them, right? That just seems like where Drinkwitz over and over again seems like he really had a lot of influence on on his young coaching mind was during that period of time, for sure. Now, when it comes to the basketball court, obviously another blowout loss for the Tigers last night. In fact, if you want to go by 17 points, if you want to just have that as your cutoff, this is Missouri's eighth loss by 17 points or more, and that is the most since they had that same number of losses by 17 or more in Kim Anderson's first season all the way back in the 14-15 season. So Missouri, with at least seven more games to go, by the way, could easily surpass that figure. So while 
a lot of, if you want to be an optimist, it just seems to me that a lot of what you're doing with Conzo Martin and this Missouri team is you're frankly damning them with faint praise a little bit because all you can really say is, well, I guess they're playing better than they did at the start of the season. But on the other hand, again, if you're still getting blown out that badly by Arkansas, who is a good team, by the way, but still, that Missouri was just completely outclassed last night in virtually every aspect of the game. And again, to damn them with faint praise, well, at least they didn't give up, right? They tied Arkansas in the second half, played them even there, but a 19-point deficit just right off the bat. Arkansas was hot from the field, frankly getting way too open of looks. I thought Missouri's intensity defensively was a little bit weak to start the game, and Conzo Martin said so much in the post game. He was he was disappointed in their defense, and, and I can't blame him. I didn't think that the Tigers came out and played a very good game there at all defensively, but I will say give Conzo a little credit. At least he did what I've been asking him to do lately, which is played Trevin Brazil a bigger chunk of his minutes. Trevin with 26 minutes last night. Ended up with eight rebounds. Thought he played a decent basketball game. But again, he just needs those reps. Just give the guy reps. The more experience he gets out there, the better he'll be for it. He's still adjusting to college basketball, obviously. A guy who got started late in the season for the Tigers. But I'm telling you, the more he plays, the better off we're going to be. Now, i got to say another positive has got to be the play of Dejawan Gordon lately. Now, I think Conzo and, and me too got a little bit frustrated with Dejuan's maybe overaggression defensively, especially at the end of that Florida game that the next game for Missouri resulted in him getting his minutes cut down quite a bit. But obviously, you know, Dejuan's been back in the fold, but again, only played 20 minutes last night according to the box score. If that's accurate, and I don't have any we- any reason to question ESPN.com's reporting here, but that's a shockingly low amount of minutes as well for a guy who over the last 10 games has actually hit 17 of 30 from downtown. That's 57%. You know, 10 games, that's a pretty decent sample size. I mean, my goodness, that's that's like a, what, a month and a half worth of games or something like that. You almost think, gosh, I mean, not that he's going to keep that up for the rest of the season, but He's probably the best three-point shooter on the team right now. You got to say it, especially at the at the guard position. So, again, another reason to question Conzo Martin's substitution patterns, which frankly a lot of people have for years and I have a tough time disagreeing with any of you. By the way, there was an interesting tidbit from the released portions of Coach K, the new book by Ian O'Connor. Some interesting tidbits about Shashevsky and his former relationship with Quinn Snyder that didn't really make the headlines, but you know what? I climbed into the article and found it for you, so let's talk about that just a little bit coming up, but first, let's talk about Built Bar, and this is the time of year well, where a lot of people have pretty much given up on their New Year's resolutions, right? You can tell by my absolutely horrific physique that I have done so. But you know what? I'm just kidding. I'm actually sticking to my resolution to eat right this year thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution at all because I actually enjoy eating these things. Why punish yourself constantly if you're on a diet, if you're trying to drop a few pounds 
Why not treat yourself on occasion to some delicious Built Bar, the protein bars that are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, low-carbs, but of course they're high in protein, so they'll satisfy your hunger as well. Compare these things to your sort of corporate candy bars. Really, there is no comparison. There honestly isn't in terms of nutrition. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So you might have seen some tidbits that were sort of a preview for the upcoming Ian O'Connor book, Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski. Well, that made some headlines, mostly about the sort of relationship between John Shire, the, the upcoming Duke head coach, Tommy Amaker, the current Harvard head coach, who at times, well, obviously Amaker thought he was going to get the job, and well, suffice it to say, that's what ended up making most of the headlines nationally. But hey, guess what? If you actually click on the article, get past the headlines, you get some interesting Missouri related stuff too. Just a quick little tidbit here. It says from the book, it says Krzyzewski's relationship with former assistant and current Utah jazz coach Quinn Snyder, including one Duke player who's quoted in the book as saying, I saw tension between them. I think I saw jealousy from K to Quinn. K snapped at Quinn more than any coach or any player combined. And when he did, it felt personal. So apparently Quinn Snyder was never on the short list of people to possibly take over for Coach Krzyzewski. But you know what? Maybe Quinn, or excuse me, maybe Krzyzewski knew something about the young Quinn Snyder there. Because Quinn, let's be honest, he has been open and honest about how he's changed a lot as a person and needed to grow a lot as a person. Wasn't the greatest husband the first time around, all that good stuff. So, hey, maybe Coach K was on to something there. But just interesting to note that at the time, of course, if, if you're too young to remember this, all the way back to 1999, I'm sure some of you are listening weren't even alive then. Well, let me refresh your memory. Back then when Norm Stewart essentially was eh, kind of half, half-ass forced out of Missouri, let's be honest, was sort of asked to retire more or less. Well, Quinn Snyder was the boy wonder for all intents and purposes. You got Sean McVay, right, the Super Bowl champion of the Rams, your 34-year-old wonderkin, if you will. Well, that was essentially Quinn Snyder of the college game. He was just thought of as this handsome, young, hotshot assistant to Coach Krzyzewski, and by golly, this kid is going to be bringing all the great recruits to the Tigers over the next few years. And, well, he had an immediate splash with Kareem Rush, no doubt about that. And you know what? There were some good moments of the Quinn Snyder era, but obviously it ended in quite the smoldering crater, unfortunately. Still quite the turnaround story that Quinn has been able to turn around his life and become one of the premier NBA coaches there is. It's really, really a shock considering where he came from. By the way, I've noticed some Missouri fans asking if Javon Pickett, who's a senior for Missouri, could come back next season. And, well, quite simply, the answer is yes. It is possible that Javon could come back next year. Like everybody else on the in the 2021 season, this previous season, well, they got a free season, essentially. But here's the deal. As we saw the previous year, 
it didn't seem like Conzo Martin was really down with the idea of having these guys come back for what would essentially be a fifth year or even a, I guess, a sixth year in certain guys' cases. But, you know, that strikes me as a very odd hill for Conzo Martin to die on. I don't really understand that. It's almost like there's this sort of weird attachment to the sort of the spirit of college basketball, the spirit of the the integrity of the student athlete or something like that because he was like his his explanation is, well, there needs to be a good reason for them to come back or whatever. Well, take Mark Smith, for instance, who's now at Kansas State. Well, Mark's shooting has been about what it was last year, but he's also taken his rebounding up to a really shocking level. 63rd he is nationally among all players in the entire country in defensive rebounding percentage. So apparently Mark having a pretty decent year, and obviously he's doing a heck of a lot better. His team, at least, the Wildcats are doing a heck of a lot better than Missouri is. They're probably on the bubble right now for the NCAA tournament, I would say. And if just taking a quick look here at KenPom.com, which this deep into the season, I give a lot of weight to what those what those advanced statistics say because it's not really about projections at this point it's about real results we've had a few months of them now at this point and guess what give you a little context to how Missouri is doing this season well Kansas State is 55th in the country now there's a couple teams in the state that are right around there in fact right at 56 just behind Kansas State well you've got St. Louis yes the slew Billikens Hi, slew fans. I know you all hate me. The feeling is mutual. But seriously, though, then just a couple spots below that, you've got Missouri State. Yes, that's right. Missouri friggin' State is 56th in the country with none other than Isaiah Mosley leading the way, leading them in scoring, shooting over 50% on his twos, over 90% from the free throw line, over 40% on his threes. Yeah, I think Missouri could have used somebody like that. He could put the ball in the hole. What do you say? But apparently we don't recruit kids from Columbia. I don't know what to tell you. So again, you got Kansas State, SLU, and Missouri State are all in about the 50s of Ken Palm. Well, where do you want to guess Missouri is? They are 140th. That is just between Montana State and Oakland. That is the neighborhood in which Missouri basketball currently resides. I take no joy in pointing this out, but let's let's face it. This season has been just about as bad as any Kim Anderson season. There's really not a lot of difference. Now, of course, the Conzo Martin era has been much, much better than the Kim Anderson era. But again, let's not damn this era, this season, and this team with too much faint praise. We need to get beyond comparing the Conzo Martin era, and this season to just the low point. We need to have higher standards than that. And speaking of higher standards, is it possible that this state and this university should have higher standards for its state song? Is it time to get rid of the Missouri Waltz? Well, let's talk about that controversial statement coming up. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with all the different cars on the road these days, it's a little confusing, especially when you go in to your chain store, you got some guy with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, 
he doesn't want to really answer your questions. And quite frankly, he's probably not that interested in answering your questions anyway. So I have a better solution. Go to rockauto.com. You won't have to get any cigarette smoke in your eyes. No greasy fingers touching your hands or anything. No, no, no. This is you inside of your bubble with your computer. And you're going to figure it all out for yourself because they have an easy-to-use website. It's so simple. You just find your make, your model, and you find what car parts you need. It's really as simple as that. So once again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Well, if you've been to hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of Missouri basketball and football games, Over the past few decades, well, at a certain point, let's be honest, standing up and waving your arms in unison to the Missouri Waltz starts to get a little bit old at a certain point. But you know what? I feel obligated to be part of the crowd and do it anyway, I have to admit, most of the time. But my dad, who I go to 90% of these games with, he's been bringing up a good point lately. You know, it is awfully close to Kansas's waving the wheat celebration. Yes, after they score a touchdown or do whatever it is they do in basketball, they wave the wheat. They wave their arms in not a totally dissimilar way to how Missouri fans do it in the Missouri Waltz, right? Not exactly the same timing, but it's a little too close for comfort, I have to admit. But that got me to thinking, which one came first? Did the Missouri Waltz come first, or were there Kansas fans waving the wheat first? Who ripped off whom? Well, I hate to say it, folks. Based on my cursory research here, it does appear that Kansas started waving the wheat first. So that's kind of a strike against the Missouri Waltz, first of all, at number one. So there you go. According to... This is according to the best guesses that I've seen from Kansas fans. Of course, they don't really know, apparently, when the tradition started, but... Best that anybody can tell in the 20s or 30s is when that got underway. Well, even though the Missouri Waltz as a song was written in 1914, actually didn't become the state Missouri song until 1949. Now, why did it become the state song? Well, supposedly and reportedly at the time, it was Harry Truman's favorite song. But in fact, and this is according to Truman himself, He was not a fan of the song at all. And in fact, in a television interview later in Truman's life, he said, if you let me say what I think, I don't give a blank about it. But I can't say it out loud because it's the song of Missouri. It's as bad as the star-spangled banner as far as music is concerned. Whoa, Harry Truman just firing bombs. I kind of love it. And not, not, not just to Japan, by the way. Apparently he could drop some verbal bombs as well. Am I going to get canceled for that joke too soon? Too soon to joke about World War II? My, my bad. But in all seriousness, though, people, that's very interesting. The fact that it became the state song because, well, Harry Truman liked it, except, oh, wait, he didn't like it at all. And in fact, thought that, like myself, by the way, the Star Spangled Banner, eh, a little bit overrated. America the Beautiful, for instance, a much better song. But I digress. But here's the real reason why we should possibly consider getting rid of the Missouri Waltz. According to Wikipedia, this used to be a minstrel 
song. Uh-oh, a minstrel song? Yes, minstrel shows with blackface and, yep, the whole deal. That's where this came from. And you actually go online, you listen to the Johnny Cash version of the song, maybe. Just throw it into your Google machine, Johnny Cash, Missouri Waltz. I was surprised I've never heard that version of the song before. But, you know, not the greatest, most exciting song in the world, number one. And number two, oh, they're talking about going back to Dixie and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable and I'm not, believe me, I'm Mr. Free Speech and I'm not for, I'm not a big cancel culture guy, but really minstrel shows. This is the, this is the image we want to put forth to the rest of the country of what the great university of Missouri is. Eh, I'm not down. The song's kind of lame anyway, like Harry Truman says, but then on top of that, you got the minstrel show aspect too. I think we can do better, Tigers fans. Let's get a new song. Let's get a sing-along going. Some new tradition. I'm open to the possibilities. You tell me. But you know what? With all that being said, I'm going to get out of here for this day. And you know what? i got to be honest. My daughter, my new daughter, my second daughter is scheduled to arrive any day now. So the amount of podcasts you're going to be getting from me lately, it's going to be up in the air. i got to be honest with you. We're just going to have to play it by ear. So you know what? Until next time, I am John Miller, and thank you so much, as always, for listening to Locked on Mizzou.